Talking Architecture and Design. My name is Branko Melitic, and today our guest is John Lorente, General Manager, Sales and Marketing at Big River Industries. Big River Group uh, began in the early 1900s, making it almost like 120 years old now, as a family-owned timber business. Today, it has established this position as a major Australian building materials distributor and supplying an extensive range of high-quality timber, builder's hardware, building supplies and service for the residential, commercial, industrial building and construction industries. With almost 20 years of working in the building and materials industry, John Lorento will today talk about sustainability, the building industry, timber use and architecture and what he thinks this pandemic will bring um, to the industry. So welcome John Lorento and thank you very much for taking time out of your, I know, very busy schedule to have a chat with us here at Talking Architecture and Design. Good afternoon, Branko. Great to be here. Okay, so... How is the Big River Group going with the pandemic and and lockdown, and of course, you know this this uh, economic slowdown? Is it really affecting you guys, or are you seeing something different happening? Obviously, there's been um, yeah a lot in the media at the moment. Um, at the moment, the general building industry still seems to be going okay. Um, our business the last couple of months, uh, apart maybe from from our New Zealand business, obviously was closed for a month. Um, uh, still pretty buoyant, but obviously there's there's a lag time, a lead time for, for most projects, um, and we we have quite a um, diverse range of project projects from residential, um, uh, from from um, low rise residential to high rise to commercial to civil to industrial. So so they've got different lead times, and at the moment probably not much has changed. Um, what has changed is probably the pipeline, um, and obviously the last month or two. Um, quite a bit of uncertainty. I think the uh, the market, well, for everyone, there's a bit of fear. Um, you know, people's health, people's jobs, um, and that's what we've uh, sort of been focusing on. Um, I think the the next month or so will probably still be okay, and, we'll, and obviously um, some of that pipeline will start to hit us in the latter half of the year. And how hard that is um, is probably the, the big you know, million dollar question question mark for everyone. Okay, that, that's actually interesting. You're saying something that, that a lot of people have said in, in a similar way, but I'm just wondering, do you think that the industry will change after all this? I mean, I know this is the guru question. I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I turn everyone into a, into a guru on, on talking architecture and design, but do you think the industry, the whole industry will change after after all this is over? And if so, how? Oh, look, um, the building industry, I, I think, generally takes a long time to change, so I'm not sure that in the short term... You know, obviously, we, we, we've still got the social distance rules, so that will change. Um, uh, different parts of the market are going to be affected in, in, in different ways. Um, uh, shopping centres at the moment are obviously have been impacted. Uh, how many shopping centres will be built over the next five years will be a question mark. The same questions being said are asked about um, uh, about office buildings. Um, the, uh, the government's talking about moving forward infrastructure, so civil work would probably increase. In other parts of the market, it will probably increase. Um, you know, there's there's issues out there at the moment with um, uh, with migrants. You know, not being able to come to to Australia. That's what, a couple of hundred thousand migrants a year coming to this country. Um, so that's going to impact the uh, the multi res market. Uh, but where where there's where there's a down downturn, I think there, there there's other opportunities. So um, so as a business, um, Big River and, and any other, every other business just needs to modify its approach. I'm sure that we're focusing in the right areas of, uh, of the market that that there are opportunities. Right? In terms of the health and well-being, I, I don't think our world will, will ever be quite the same. Right? So I think uh, 
I'm not sure what 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 will come through, but um, but but obviously this will stay with us for quite a while, and we'll probably have um, a lot more systems and processes within business that will stay for for the future. Okay, that, that's actually fascinating. Um, why shopping centres? I mean, I know that, that that may seem like the dumbest question to you, but seriously, why why shopping? Why you because you mentioned specifically yeah. why? Well, I, I think there's you know and retail, um, and I'm no expert on retail. Uh, but obviously, we sell we, we sell a lot of products that go into into big commercial drops like like shopping centres. We we look at the pipeline going forward. Um, uh, retail has been impacted quite a bit by online shopping, and uh, this pandemic across the world has meant that all businesses now are increasing their their, their on, online capabilities, and more people are buying online. Right. So um, okay, it's going to impact shopping centres in general. So um, so I, I don't know if you were to. A shopping centre is not cheap to build. Tell me, how does Big River Group um, approach sustainability? I mean, that, that's that's a question that that I guess um, I'm sure it's not the first time you've been asked, but that's that's a question I think that's more and more being asked of, of, of a lot of our manufacturers. Yeah. So that, that's a um, well, it's a great question. Look, um, and, and and as you said in the intro, Big River. Um, is over 100 years old and um, and has been an Australian um, Australian business um, and now Australian publicly listed business. Um, and so sustainability is very important. Um, and obviously we uh, we um, we deal with timber products and um, and obviously the, the sustainability aspect of forestry has increased over the last um, 50 years or so um, and continues to be um, paramount. So there's a, there's a few areas. Um, uh, around sustainability. So, so firstly, um, we we have um, we deal with forestry, so forestry certification. So we have supply agreements with the state government, um, and uh, are, are around sourcing from sustainable forests, um, and um, and um, they're accredited by the Australian Forestry Standard or AFS, which is in turn accredited by um, by the PEFC, which is endorsement of forest certification. Um, so so. First, in terms of our sourcing, that's that's uh, it's important in terms of sustainability, um, and also chain of custody. So, uh, so knowing where your timber's coming from, whether whether um, whether you're manufacturing it yourself or, or whether you're buying it in from somewhere else. So, all our all our branches are PEFC certified as well, um, under under the Australian standards four seven zero seven, um, and I believe uh, Big River was uh, was the first um, plywood mill to be accredited under that scheme. Um, so um, about 88 percent of our our, um, our plants our uh, timbers plantation timber, um, and about 12 percent is from regrowth um, forests, um, and again under under AFS and under PEFC, um, and um, and I don't know if you know too much about how we uh, how we mill our, our our products, but the rotary uh, rotary process of uh, of peeling logs uh, uses the most most of the timber. There's no sawdust. Okay. Okay. Cut a piece of timber. Uh, quite a bit, quite a percentage of it ends up on the floor, but there's not no sawdust out of out of that um, out of that milling process. So we use a higher percentage of the timber that we actually manufacture. Okay, actually, that's quite quite interesting. So um, you, you'd be using a lot of uh, what um, uh, radiator pine? Yeah, right, yeah, um, yeah, uh, pine products, eucalypt products. So we um, we have um, well, we actually have two plywood mills. Um, and uh, three frame and truss uh, plants in Australia as well. So the frame and truss plants obviously use use um, a lot of pine, um, and um, 
and our Wagga plant uses um, um, uh, uses softwoods, and our and our Grafton graft, plant uses hardwoods in general. So the eucalypts. Okay. Um, how many actually? I should have asked you in the beginning. How many plants and 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 sites do you guys actually have? Yeah, so we, we've got 18 sites around Australia and New Zealand, a couple in New Zealand uh, we've acquired recently, and 16 in Australia. And as I mentioned, um, so those two two manufacturing plants are plywood uh, manufacturing plants, um, the three frame and truss plants, and then another um, manufacturing plant for uh, panels in New Zealand, and then the rest are uh, distribution sites. So part of becoming publicly listed is we've been buying, um, acquiring uh, businesses, uh, small um, small timber businesses around around Australia and New Zealand, um, so we can actually distribute our products um, more widely and have a bigger footprint. You're also getting into the hardware business, I've noticed. Yeah, correct. So, so we've actually we actually run three businesses in um, in Big River. So, so we, we we've transformed over over time. So, you know, a hundred odd years ago, uh, you know, we we were just a timber mill, and then we we we, we went into um, into peeling veneers and then went into plywood, um, and uh, and then more recently, over the last twenty years or so, um, we've gone gone into um, into form work, so form form ply, um, building products, general building products, um, and uh, and what we call plywood and specialty, which are decorative products and specialty architectural and industrial products. Okay, that's interesting. So. What can you tell me about the increased use of timber in commercial buildings? Um, I, I'm assuming it's good for companies like you guys, but are you actually seeing a rise in in, in orders from the commercial sector, or or, or are other sectors, um, you know, rediscovering the the the, the uh, you know the, the beauty of timber? Yeah, look. Um, so so the the answer is yes. Uh, we are seeing a rise in in timber, and I and I and I think um, in, in in general across the industry, there's been a push. Um, uh, you know, Planet Arc have done a great job of that, with their Make of Wood campaign to push push more and more more timber out there, and that's that's helped. And uh, and a number of, of big companies um, like Lem Lease and others have have pushed um, you know uh, high rise buildings or bigger buildings, commercial buildings being made in timber. Um, look, at, at the moment um, in Australia and around the world, there's still um, those those uh, those timber, those timber buildings are still uh, commercial timber timber buildings. Are still a relatively small percentage of the overall market, but they're growing. Uh, but on, but on the interior space, there's more and more timber being used on interiors. Um, again, there's been studies to show that that having timber within within your work environment and within your home uh, is good for your health. And um, and architects and designers have actually um, been increasing their use. And, and we we do a lot of decorative timbers as well as structural timbers. And so that's um, that's that has helped help business in general. And then, um, and then on the housing side and the medium density side, um, more and more housings being made um, out of timber 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 uh, buildings. Uh, yeah, I can tell you that architects love their their timber interiors. Um, yes, very very much so. So you mentioned interiors and exteriors. What's the most common type of uh, timber, for example, you guys would use in, in, in interior and then also exterior? We are, well, we are a, a plywood, a plywood business. Right. Okay. Uh, so, um, so um, 
there's a, a few ranges of plywood, but but obviously lots of plywood's used in the in the general manufacture of buildings. So structural and non-structural plywood. Okay. Probably not as uh, probably not as sexy as some of the interior stuff. <laughs> um, the um, um, so 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 generally that that sort of product um, pine products around framing obviously the large volumes in terms of overall building. Um, so so all the stuff that goes behind the wall um, is probably the larger volume. Um, but um, and and generally um, and some of those uh, probably not lots of value add. It's really about high volume and um, and and making sure you can then support the uh, the builder through that process. Um, on the on the interior space. And it's really about the look, the feel, um, how the product works for for the client. Um, for instance, a lot of our hardwood products are used um, on timber floors or on paneling um, in in both residential and commercial applications because of their longevity and because they look fantastic. Right? So, um, so things like spotted gum and black butt um, are very much called upon because uh, because of because of the fact the way they look their form and their function that they will last a very long time. Okay, so you mentioned you had what eighteen manufacturing sites across Australia and New Zealand. Eighteen, 18 distribution sites. Okay, and um, and uh, we've got well we've got uh, five six five manufacturing sites in Australia and one in New Zealand. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk recently. Um, <laughs> increasingly, uh, it's becoming more and more common about um, manufacturing, our manufacturing that, that's gone offshore, particularly to China. Um, do you, you know, what's your view on on bringing, you know, I mean, I'm talking about the building industry here, by the way. What's your yes. view um, about bringing back our manufacturing, uh, particularly for building um, um construction products do you think that's yeah. even possible after all these years of sending it offshore uh, and um do you think we should um try and uh, try and do that it's a it's a it's a great question and, and i've worked in manufacturing businesses most of my life and and in some businesses where uh, where manufacturing has been uh, been all taken offshore um look it's um bringing manufacturing back is difficult because of the skill set you know, um, it's not as simple as you just open a factory and you employ some people. You, you you need people who are knowledgeable, who understand how factories work, who understand how the products are put together. So, um, so Big River made the decision um, to to keep um, a key manufacturing as a competitive advantage. Uh, for us, uh, between 20 and 25% of products we sell, we manufacture. Uh, but that means there's still a big percentage that we, we import in or we buy from other suppliers. Um, now, um, now that helps us keep the skills in the country, but also helps around making bespoke products, making small smaller products, and makes uh, helps around um, dealing with local supply or local customers. Uh, so, for instance, uh, the eucalypts, you know, the the uh, the Australian species products, doesn't make a lot of sense to cut down logs in Australia, send them overseas, and bring them all back. Yeah. Right? Um, so, um, so. Uh, we made the conscious decision, and uh, but that doesn't mean we, we manufacture everything here. So, so products, uh, as I said, uh, where there's customization, uh, it works better to manufacture in Australia, and we want to make sure that, that, that we're adaptable to customers' needs. Um, and, uh, and that's one reason to keep it. Um, also around time period. So we just um, we've made um, quite a few bridges, but one part of our business is is making uh, timber bridges. So in the in country areas. There's a lot of timber bridges. They generally, you know, have been built 100 years ago. They start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're made from old logs. Um, now, we make engineered timber bridges that replace these bridges. Now, um, there's a lot of engineering, there's a lot of work with, with the client, and there's generally a time period. So there was just one recently after the big bushfires, the, um, the Rytalaba Bridge, uh, where, um, where the entire bridge that was there was burnt down. They had to replace the bridge. The ADF, the Australian Defence Force, was brought in to try to put a temporary fort in. Um, that then got washed away four times, and then they've called us up and asked, asked us to um, to put in a temporary bridge that um, will last 12 months to be able to, to get um, connect connect people in that township. But you can't do that from overseas. Yeah. Uh, our people were able to be there. Um, so, so I think um, I think being able to being able to having manufacturing that suits the purpose. Um, really, in Australia, we, we still have a very small population compared to other countries. Um, the economies of scale are an issue, right? So, so car manufacturing, and I'm no expert on that, but car manufacturing is an issue. It's a lot cheaper to be able to manufacture a car overseas and bring it here than it is to manufacture here because of the way they're manufactured, right? And, and the scale. He, he'd sell a few hundred thousand cars in another country, make a planning, sell a few million, right? Mm. So, um, so we're trying to work on making sure we have the bespoke and niche products. They don't have to be low volume, but bespoke and niche products manufactured here. And anything that, that's really large volume um, is probably um, is probably better to come from overseas. Speaking of engineered, um, you spoke uh, you, you, was something you mentioned earlier. Are you are you finding that um, a more of a need for um, engineered timber like um, cross laminated and whatnot in uh, for um, skyscrapers? Because I'm, I've noticed that, that skyscrapers are being designed to be made a timber frame. Or timber framed. Yes. Is that something that you guys are uh, involved with? Yeah. Look, um, the, the answer is no. I think like, it's still very, very early days. We don't, we don't make those, those, um, those, those type of uh, those type of LDLs. Um, but, um, but it is something we're keeping an eye on. Um, now, um, uh, again, this is these, these are, uh, are probably a handful of, of jobs that have happened over the last few years yeah. out of out of tens of thousands of buildings built. That's yeah, true. So, um, so, so it is early days, but it's not, it's not something that, that, that we've got our, our development teams working on at the moment, but it's something we're keeping an eye on. Okay. Um, can I ask, what um, will change the moment the lockdown, I mean, for, for your company and perhaps for your employees as well, what will change the moment the lockdown is, um, is lifted? Well, I, I think we'll be travelling less. <laughs> and doing more online interviews, you reckon? Yeah, well, um, I think our capability of being able to do some business um, uh, business over the phone or, or, or um, uh, over Skype or, or whatever medium um, has, has has really increased. Um, I, I think a lot of a lot of my people were travelling quite a bit to um, yeah. to go and have internal meetings. So I think I think that'll change a little bit. Um, look, I, I think over the next twelve months, uh, the market will be. You know there'll be less buildings built than there were maybe the you know 12 months ago um just out of the fact that people have all stopped the pipeline has slowed down um builders at the moment have um are all trying to shore up their own businesses and um and are stretching out their pipelines right so um so you've got to keep your staff right again your skill set you can't you can't have a manufacturing business and the builder is a manufacturing business uh if you suck with your staff uh you, you can't just bring them back right uh, so a lot of them have actually stretched out their pipelines, um, and um, 
and that means that the, the work will be slower to, to, to take off even once we open up and everyone takes off again. Right. Um, so, so I think, I think we, you know, you've heard the term a bit out there, the, the new normal. Yeah, you know, uh, almost daily. The market, will, the market will probably be a little bit less than what it was before. I don't think it will disappear. I think some market segments will be some stronger than others. Um, and we'll probably be doing business in a slightly different way. Um, but it will continue, right? We're not going to, uh, it's not, the, 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 the Australian building industry is not going to fall over. Um, it, it, may, it, it may go through some tough periods, but it's happened before, right? True, but I, I I think what when this is all over, there's going to be a few uh, champagne corks popping here and there. I, yeah, I reckon. Right. <laughs> John Lorente, thank you very much uh, for for today. That was actually quite fascinating. Um, and uh, look, I look forward to um, to talking to you again. Great, thank you, Brinko. Appreciate the time. You've been listening to Talking Architecture and Design. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>